You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Weekly, the T-Biz Podcast and T-Biz Blog offer business insights on the news that most impacts the tea industry. Paired with Tea Journey Magazine for tea enthusiasts, the T-Biz Portal is a global resource providing nuanced coverage for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Tea consumption globally increases to an average 800 grams per person. The International Tea Committee has revised its per capita benchmark, noting a 113% increase in tea consumption during the past 20 years. Parcel carriers hike rates as delivery demand declines. Tea drinkers experience lower risk of diabetes. Plus, meet a remarkable tea farmer from the Nilgiris in India whose Facebook series, Knowledge Sharing and Caring, showcases the successes of farmers and how they have achieved them. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Elliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. This week, TBIS travels to the North American Tea Conference on the shores of Lake Ontario. The three-day conference drew tea professionals from around the world. This year's conference opened with a status report on global tea presented by Ian Gibbs, head of the International Tea Committee in London. Thank you once again for coming back on the podcast, uh, the T-Biz uh, podcast, uh, Ian. And uh, we're meeting today in uh, at the North American Tea Conference to discuss an overview of the world situation in terms of supply and consumption with the head of the ITC in London. Dan, it's great to be here, and it's been wonderful to be in Niagara-on-the-Lake with everyone. It's the first time we've had a chance to meet up, well, for three, three years. Last time, we, the North American Tea Convention was in Miami, a memorable occasion, and it's lovely to meet everyone face-to-face after three years Zooming. This morning in your presentation, you talked about how, uh, although the population has grown significantly in the past 20 years, 
fee consumption has raced far ahead of that. Yes, I think the figures are something like the population over the last 20 years has risen about 20% or even less than that, whereas um, the supply of tea, production of tea, has gone up 113% or something very similar. So it's, it's gone up hugely, and which means that basically per head of the population, if everyone drank the same, it's gone up roughly from uh, 750 grams a head to 800 grams a head. And of course, about 50% of the world is drinking less than that, and 50% is probably drinking more than that. And that includes places like China and India, and Kenya's now getting close to that, but I would just wonder how much of that to stop. The problem of supply at the moment is, means there's constant pressure on prices, and it means that in real terms, the price of tea is way below what it should be, and it's less, less, way less in real terms, and probably in actual price than it was 100 years ago. So it's really quite a, a scary situation, and if we're going to have a sustainable in- industry, we have got to sort this problem out and there are, whether it's dealing with supply or opening up demand my view is it's probably a combination of both but we, we don't want to see I mean there's so many um, countries where tea is a very important employee, employer and important um, source of foreign exchange for the country so it's a vital economic um, driver for particular countries and su- supports a lot of the population. So we need to support them and we need to get this right. Now, I believe that when you think that there are so many areas in the world which don't even drink tea, the potential for demand, for increased demand, is there and it's exciting, it's a no challenge. And the way I believe it's got to be done is by working out how these people want to drink tea. It's not a question of saying to them, you've got to drink it like this, like we do in a bag. I mean, if you look at Malaysia, which has going to see a nice increase in production, in, in um, consumption, they have their wonderful tea tarik, which is their own tea culture. Similarly in Turkey, they have their own tea culture, and, and the consumption is booming. Um, and in Pakistan consumption is booming. Then in West Africa, they drink a lot of green tea. So there's a lot of potential in the rest of Africa. I mean, Africa produces a lot of tea now. They should be looking to the local markets to expand them in the best way they can and find out how these people want to drink it. And that's just an example. There are lots of other potentials, areas we've got to expand it. We're going to be sharing these insights and more in our coverage on uh, the T-Biz podcast over the next week. Thank you so much, Ian, for joining us. Thank you. Parcel carrier FedEx Corp valiantly expanded its capabilities to meet a tremendous COVID-induced surge in parcel traffic in 2021, earning $567 million in profits last year. This year, the company announced that in January 2023, rates would increase by an average of 6.9% for ground and express delivery and up to 7.9% for its freight business. This, in addition to restricting some delivery guarantees and imposing surcharges. In the past three years, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, and USPS, the Postal Service, have built the capacity to handle 110 million packages a day in the U.S. 
and still faced a daily delivery demand shortfall of 1.3 million packages, according to Ship Matrix. This year, daily demand is projected to max out at about 92 million packages a day. With traffic down, profits fell in 2022, yet revenue per package is at an all-time high of 1148 and revenue from express delivery averages $24.33 per parcel, according to Bloomberg News. These price increases aren't FedEx catching up on inflation, writes Bloomberg. Revenue per package at ground is up 26% from the same quarter in 2019, and up 31% compared to the same period for express. The pendulum of consumer spending on goods has swung back to services, and that swing, combined with a declining cushion from government subsidies, lowered profits to $174 million in 2022. FedEx says inflation is eating away at their budget. In response to the slowdown and rising cost, the company revised its annual forecast downward and promised investors a $2.7 billion reduction in costs to offset the steep decline in package volume. Business Insight UPS, in contrast, revealed an all-in-one rate that does away with most of the industry's 100 surcharges. Discounts will be less generous, but sources told Modern Shipper that doing away with all but a few surcharges has been under discussion for eight years. In a press release, UPS writes that customers can remain on the existing plan if they wish. Quote, some customers place more value on all-in pricing, particularly because it can streamline the billing process. We strive to help our customers think through the best pricing structure and provide options accordingly, end quote. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 24th September 2022. This week, the Toklai Tea Research Association of India announced the TRA Toklai GAP GMP standard, a sustainability standard towards creating a climate-resilient tea industry. The certification that will be rolled out from January 1st, 2023 was launched at the 58th Annual General Meeting of the TRA in Kolkata last week. In news on Darjeeling, the famed Glenary's Cafe issued a protest against Darjeeling Tea Gardens, refusing to serve any Darjeeling tea, citing non-pay of bonuses to the tea workers. The Puja Festival is underway, and this is one of the biggest celebrations in this part of India. Following multiple rounds of talks that ended with no consensus from either planters or unions, the state government had directed the planters to pay a 20% bonus in two installments, 15% before Dasra and 5% before Diwali, which comes later in October. In sale 38, Kolkata auctions continue to see a good demand for orthodox tea, with exporters from the Middle East and CIS countries active. Major blenders were active for dust grades, and only half the Darjeeling again was sold. Prices continue to hover at the 303 rupees per kilo mark. In Guwahati, major blenders were active for both leaf and dust tea, However, prices remain similar to last week. In the south, both prices and sales were similar to the previous week. And now, a word from our sponsor. 
Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award-winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, QTradeTees.com. Padmanabhan Subramaniam is a farmer from the Nilgiris. He was working in Coimbatore as a marketing consultant when COVID hit. He chose to return home to the Nilgiris and in the last two years since he's been back, he has been closely involved with the small tea growers in the region. His Facebook series, Knowledge Sharing and Caring, showcases the successes of these farmers and how they have achieved it. Padmanabhan has also been visiting cities in South India to promote Nilgiri teas. So we caught up with him to understand the work he's doing with the small tea growers in this region. I'm myself Padmanabhan. I'm from the Nilgiris. And uh, in the last probably one and a half years after this COVID started, I'm back in the native Initially, we just planned uh, some uh, to have some activities for this uh, small growers in Nantwes. So we started with a theme called knowledge sharing and caring. So with this theme, uh, we start. We have almost conducted around uh, 78 virtual meetings, uh, all topics related to agriculture. So we had guests from throughout India and one guest from US also. So we talked on different topics. Uh, so we want to have uh, these farmers have an idea about how to go with innovative way of uh, agriculture, how to economically have, uh, upgrade themselves. So all these things we kept into mind. Uh, we talked from uh, soil, uh, from the soil up to the harvest level also. This went for not only for uh, tea alone, but for all major crops in Nilkris. Uh, then we had a small uh, on-fields uh, site event. We took some farmers to different fields, uh, to different uh, research stations uh, across Nilgiris, just to give them an idea and upper hand about their agriculture, what they are doing and what they had left out. All these activities we played. Uh, we came across one few people who were making uh, specialty teas. Uh, and after COVID, they were unable to market them. Uh, so we thought, okay, we'll just try some, uh, uh, try out something for them. So we started uh, this uh, specialty tea tasting session. Uh, so we conducted uh, one uh, in the month of March in uh, in Uti. Uh, then we further expanded it to one at. Uh, Bangalore. Then we went for the third one in uh, uh, in Coimbatore. So in during this all these three uh, sessions, we were able to generate around uh, five lakh business for the small tea growers uh, who are who are making these specialty teas. So there we had around uh, three farmers who benefited out of this. So then what we thought was let us try and expand on that. Now we have conducted around. Uh, 
four training sessions uh, for them separately to one we went uh, directly to each village uh, uh, and uh, taught them how to make these teas uh, without any missionary strike uh, with low investment uh, how this uh, teas can be plucked uh, right from plucking uh, drying it their home itself then uh, just panning it out and uh, uh, sun drying so we'll be buying by them uh, buy back from them and uh, finding a market for them and sharing their profit with the farmer uh, other than this we also thought that uh, actually initially if you look at nilgiris on the whole there were uh, fruit cultivation taking place uh, in, the, in the past but in recent times we find that we don't find any fruit trees uh, in the large scale in nilgiris Uh, for example, if you take for pear, there were almost around ten uh, loads of uh, pears going from Nilgiris to Bangalore alone. Uh, but now hardly you get a bag of uh, fruits, uh, fruits uh, uh, available in Nilgiris itself. Uh, so due to some reasons, all have uh, vanished. Uh, like from pears, uh, plums, uh, oranges. Oranges are very well known in Nilgiris. in one of a guest who came for a meeting virtual meeting he told that apples were the origin from nilgiris the wild apples he was a guest from uh, himachal he told that it was the, the apples in himachal are the modified one from the wild apples of uh, which are found in nilgiris uh, so we got in uh, one person from uh, a nursery person from kashmir uh, so we got all the sapling uh, saplings from kashmir now around 10000 saplings we have planted uh, apple peaches pears all these exotic fruits uh, uh, throughout nilgiris uh, right from kothagiri to kinnakurai and gurlur we just arranged for that uh, availability of the saplings right from kashmir to here so now uh, these are almost a uh, 3 year old plant so in next uh, by next uh, 2023 we'll be able to see the yield of this plant So they have all shown grow, growth now. In another six to eight months, we will see the harvest of this. Uh, if it goes well, then that will be an additional income for a farmer, and that will try to expand more. Uh, not only on these fruits, in other uh, fruits like walnut and other things also. We want to have a market. Uh, we want to have a um, uh, help them help the farmers on marketing their product. so we are right away starting with the specialty tea that's the main intention and we'll slowly go with other crops uh, one of our volunteers uh, sudar dev and uh, mahamaga belliyappan uh, they both wanted uh, to show really show the farmers that organically vegetables can be grown so we chose one village uh, that is tudiri village uh, in nilgiris we had around 6 uh, to 8 farmers in that village we just selectively took we just told them how many uh, whatever extent of land uh, you have it's uh, it's fine but just give us just 25 cents over there we call that program itself as 25 cents program only uh, we gave them the inputs for them uh, we gave uh, the menus for that uh, the seeds for that then encourage them to do this cultivation we gave them a uh, stage by stage what to be done at each and every stage then uh, after harvest we collected them uh, those things also this is just to prove that organically vegetables can be grown it was a 3 months and we successfully did, uh, did it 
and uh, all the farmers were in that uh, region also were very happy about it and they're just practicing that uh, in this last six months also so one is you're looking at the small farmer and trying to see how they can uh, have a financially viable agriculture business primarily with tea but also get into other crops vegetables and fruit but you're also looking at uh, how you can bring in organic cultivation to the to the farming community right so there are these twin areas that your focus is on and third is finding a marketing avenue for the all the produce so uh, why did you choose to work with the small tea growers in the in the nilgiris area i mean give us some in, you know insight into that community that segment in the nilgiris and uh, what have been the challenges and opportunities for the small tea grower segment there there are around uh, 65000 uh, farmers who are registered under the tea board uh, but there are more than that also so in the off late we found that many of them are selling their land that's a great concern for the nilgiris when looking at the biodiversity and other things options no uh, it's very really concerning uh, so we just trying to give them this market space uh, of their products so that uh, they don't sell the lands that is the main intention the other thing is that they are uh, the, the price what they are receiving for the green leaf of tea is very much considerably very low even today uh, they are just receiving around 14 rupees which will not be sufficient for their uh, maintenance of the field also so that is the scenario which is happening uh, in uh, nilgiris we don't want to stick with the old uh, model of uh, the bottle leaf or the auction and other things we don't want to go uh, take this farmers for dharna and agitation and other things so we are trying to make something uh, beneficial for them so we are making them uh, uh, on their own make their own specialty teas we are teaching them how to do this then get back from them sell for them uh, get that uh, money uh, into their pocket itself so this will at least uh, not only their lifestyle will be sustainable throughout the year but the economic condition also will we want to improve that uh, that is the main intention how we are looking uh that's how we have carried out in the last one year so every month the tea board puts out the price for the green leaf right is that how it works and the farmers know what they can expect is tea board fixes this price based on the uh, auction price what they have sold in the last one month uh, but uh, some of the factories sell above that those farmers who are supplying to that factory will be able to benefit from that but the major of the factors they come stick with the tibot prices over the last one year what is the average you've seen uh, is it is it in the 10 to 15 rupees uh, per kilo for, of green leaf is yeah, that below 15 you can say below not above 15 and yeah. what do you think is a minimum price uh, the farmers need to be able to break even what should that price be uh, rather than if you say break even uh the economic condition in the past years uh, you could have seen uh, these prices one never would have uh, worked out for them so we want to create a space where we give them 100 rupees per kg they are making specialty teas the green leaf should fetch them 100 rupees so what after making the teas what they sell it it should be more than that only so that that's how we are working in this present scenario the cost of all the menus and uh, the plucking for the labor charges and other things 
definitely it'll never come below 20. Uh, every farmer won't have the option of going for mechanization and other things. Then uh, the menus and the, they, were, they are going to maintain a good uh, field. Then really uh, 15 plus to 20 is that what we, it will require. But do you think the bushes and the, the way it's the, the, these uh, small farms are cultivated and the kind of plucking that is being done, do you think... Uh, it has been good for speciality, making speciality tea. I mean, is that... One is that uh, we are just not asking them to just go with the, the plucking alone. Uh, right from the standard of maintaining the field. So we are training them in from the field level, so from the soil level, uh, maintaining the plant level, the plant health level, and from the pruning level, and from the plucking level, all these things are, we have uh, updated and we are just giving them uh, the training. Right from that only, we are just fixing the base price of 100. And, and, you've been, and the, what are the kinds of teas that are being made? You know, what are the speciality teas that you see come out from there that you are very happy with? Uh, usually, most of the farmers are more uh, convenient in making this uh, black tea, uh, green tea, oolong tea. But we have one farmer who goes a step ahead and makes yellow tea and aged tea also. So his yellow teas are being blind tested by some international buyers. And they find that it is as equivalent to the teas of the Chinese also, Yuan teas. Nilgrit teas is not an inferior tea to anything in the world. Uh, but in recent times, we find that uh, they are downgrading this universities for some certain reasons. We don't want to go into that. We are just identically trying to highlight these points, uh, how these teas are uh, superior in their flavors and other things. So knowledge sharing is, uh, and caring is uh, your is your society, is it? Or is that the umbrella under which you organize these programs? Now we have formed it as a trust. Uh, so we all the service activities and other training aspects will be uh, taking place in that. The society, what we have formed is the Nilgiri Sustainable Farmers Welfare Association, uh, where, where all the marketing aspects for the farmers will be taken care of. And does it run as a sort of a cooperative model or is it, just, is it like a society that runs as, you know, with elected uh, members and... Yeah, we, we just started with a few friends of us who are already farmers and we'll be expanding it as a society in later days. And has there been any resistance uh, to the changes in what you're saying has to be done? Uh, it's not actually an easy task uh, to get all this, uh, to convince the farmer uh, to make them understand what the process is, uh, to get them into the act of plucking those leaves and uh, uh, training them how to make these uh, teas. We have uh, some dedicated volunteers who motivate the farmers. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit tedious task only, but uh, on the whole, now we have around uh, 10 farmers who are uh, we have identified who are willing to take up these things, uh, who have already uh, done their trial process, or like how from plucking and uh, panning and uh, making these teas. We have uh, the 10 farmers are already into that. So we're just trying to get them some uh, basic uh, equipments for them also, like this dryers. Uh, since nevertheless, uh, there is uh, now the climatic condition is uh, so bad that we don't see any sunlight in the last uh, couple of months. 
so we are trying to get them some basic machines like these dryers so that uh, they'll be able to uh, dry their products uh, so they're going to go for a little uh, larger scale where they cannot do hand rolling where we are just uh, trying to get them the rollers also so that their quality quantity quality can be maintained uh, uh, throughout the year so we have identified around 10 farmers so far and uh, we are just planning to expand on them uh, probably we will be having very soon one unit uh, where we make all these specialties uh, so that will give them an, a clear idea how to take further in that so if that goes well then we'll have at least one unit in all the villages what's the average size of their uh, land or farm on which they are cultivating the tea basically they are just uh, below 5 acres only not above that and and if you're doing specialty tea how much are they able to uh, how, how much green leaf are they able to produce or how much uh, tea i i know will they be able yeah, to uh, probably a farmer can produce up to 5 kg per month 5 kgs of uh, made tea or green yeah made tea made tea and and uh, and if it's specialty then uh, you you can expect uh, but you already uh, decent prices right but you've also talked about a couple of farmers who have been able to uh, make white tea and uh, uh, other specialty tea as well who have been able to s- sort of sustain a financially sustain the yeah. work mr morgan from ot uh, he's a farmer who got he, he has an uh, extent of 10 acres of land he produces around 20 kgs of white tea uh, for example uh, the ma- the present uh, uh, market in nilga in kunur if you take he sells around uh, 5000 rupees to that uh, local agent but the local agent he sells that same tea for 10000 rupees so we want to uh, break the barrier so he is also come forward to help other farmers who are making teas uh, they can use his uh, dryers to dry them them also so he is able to dry about he uh, he's got the solar dryer so he is able to dry about uh, all this uh, white teas in around uh, 38 hours which we take for the rest of the farmers they need around 4 days to complete that process where is the tea made do the farmers themselves make the tea uh, do they have any facility to make the tea or is there like a central factory or something like that a micro factory or something like that where they come how how, do, how is the connection between the farmer and the factory currently yeah currently just, uh, the scenario is that uh, uh, there are uh, three categories one is the corporate factory uh, the other one is the bottle factory the other one is the cooperative factory run by the government so based on the areas where the farmer is they, they are able to connect to these factories and the the cooperative factories they have they have their own estates so they don't uh, take uh, the small growers teas uh, their land their teas are sufficient in case of any shortage only they go with the small growers the bottle leaf factory and the government run cooperative factories only take this uh, teas from the small group how would you like to see that change would you like the corporate the the, yeah, the society itself to have its own uh, factory or would you like farmers to have micro factories where they can then 
choose what kind of teas they themselves would you know want to make yeah change is that uh, everybody can make tea but the problem is that the mark to find the market for them is a be a challenging uh, part so as a small grower he never have the time to go and run and market his product to different cities and he will never be able to take care of his field so as a society if they are able to form together we can produce that and the society will help them in selling then that will be a better idea uh, how hard has it been to find uh, you know a, a consistent market for these teas i mean what has what have you tried so far what what has worked what has uh, not worked how has how, how have those efforts been probably uh, uh, the tea tasting session was a highlight of that so that we were able to sell uh, those teas but after that uh, due to this climatic condition we found that it's uh, we they could not uh, make those teas because they were all sun dried so that's how we have planned to go with some uh, dryers as uh, an option so we'll be kick starting those in this coming uh, few months only so the ten interested farmers will get them uh, all the equipments so first Uh, we'll find uh, a strategy so that their uh, manufacturing will be uh, done evenly throughout the month and uh, we will be having a considerable amount of uh, teas with us so that uh, from then only we can be able to track the market for, for those things and this market are you looking at uh, south india itself or are you looking at uh, all of india or outside india also yeah these specialties uh, we have uh, only the niche uh, uh, type of people will go for that uh, that's why we why we specifically conducted this uh, tea tasting sessions mm. but the problem is that we have to give an awareness to the, uh, the consumer also on what they're drinking so how a tea should be consumed also specialties what our farmers make you don't need a milk nor a sugar you just just need to brew it and uh, drink that these teas can go up to four brews 2 grams of tea is sufficient for the whole day for 1% uh, each brew will give you a different flavor and not only that the flavors is uh, important it is the, the antioxidant content which is present in there and how does the rest of the industry uh, particularly within the nilgiris view work what you're doing there are some corporate factories who help us also uh, they have a few managers who go we go meet them they have who have come for our training session also who have talked about organic tea cultivation there are few who help us there are a few who do not turn to us and there are there are few who do not do not respond to us also so it's a mixed bag we cannot blame them we cannot uh, <laughs> something so we are just finding our own way to go about it uh, there are one corporate factory that is uh, the chamraj group the general manager every now and then if you have a doubt or small doubt also you call it from or we just go visit this factory he comes and helps forward probably now we just need uh, more trainings for the farmers to make this teas so we'll be going on with each village in throughout nilgiris then uh, after making those teas we just need uh, another space where uh, we find a market for them so that will be a challenging aspect for us 
there are one or two micro factories over here who, who, whose product only goes to uh, abroad. Uh, they are able to do good business also. Uh, their teas almost fetches around uh, eight, eight, nine thousand per kg. Um, but even if that is not possible, also we are just go, go, uh, we'll try and have a good market for these tea shops. I mean, you you said you came back to the Nilgiris during COVID. What what were you doing before that, and what how has you know this return been? Yeah, I work for different companies in Coimbatore uh, in marketing and administration part. So I had to leave my job during the COVID time. Um, so I had to return back to my native. Uh, that's how it's all started. So being uh, visiting the field, uh, wanted to find some extra space uh, um, with the local leaf agent and local tea uh, manufacturer. Uh, could not get a good, better price. So what was the alternative is that uh, they, we make our own teas. That's how I started. Okay, why don't we spread it uh, throughout, uh, get at least somebody to act on that. And that's how we moved uh, so we are able to connect almost like uh, 200 farmers now throughout the English. Um, so we'll be trying to and expanding to other sources. So you, do you also grow tea? Do you also? Yeah, I have a small plantation, about five acres, and uh, I grow tea. So now of the 10 farmers whose teas are, uh, you know, you're working with, have they all uh, gone completely organic or is uh, uh, or do they see the value of the 25 cent uh, you know experiment most of them are organic but uh, what is the problem with the small growers in Nervous is that uh, uh, they have plots of land it's not in one stretch they have all those land so this uh, they have one plot over here the other plot in different side so the certification problem takes place so we don't say we are organic we just say we are uh, chemical free but why is it important for you to say, you know, because you, know, you say knowledge sharing is caring. I mean, for you, sharing these stories and, you know, you, you're not you're not hiding the prices that farmers are getting or, you know, what you're able to pay. You're not. Uh, why is this transparency uh, an important part of this, the communication and the work that you're doing? We have made it as sharing and caring. We are just not only sharing the knowledge. We're not stopping with that. We're going one step further, directly into the field, making them to see that it is done properly. So that caring part comes over there. Unless we market our product, we never get our price for that. So for that, we we need to find an alternative way of things uh, taking place. Uh, nothing will change for this uh, Nilgiris people. We have mobilized a uh, uh, team for that. And all our volunteers who are working uh, in other places, some are uh, aggressive farmers, progressive farmers. So all have coped up together now. We we keep, uh, they keep updating every day. It also motivates me. We don't sit back. There may be hiccups with other things where, where we are not able to, but doesn't stop us. We are just going forward. We'll be setting up a factory in, uh, in one or two months initially. So that be for one person, one farmer. So he'll be working with the cluster of farmers over there. So the area around that he'll be covering. So we'll be going in in-depth training over there, in-depth farm cultivation, plucking standards and other things. 
So then the process uh, comes intact. If we are then the once the manufacturing is done, the other regions of Nilgiris will be able to come and see what really is happening in that cluster. So that that's how we are trying to promote uh, this type of activities. So once we have one setup, so this all uh, we are just looking for the sponsors. No, even though it's five, fifteen, twenty lakhs also, uh, we are looking for the sponsors only. If we are able to get that all intact, you know, then every village, almost 300 villages. So 300 villages, if we are able to get this type of things, then the production also goes up. So once we go to the market, we will have a sustainable number of uh, teas with us to uh, talk about these teas. So if you see, uh, the other thing is that if you're not definitely going for uh, uh, for any machinery and asking them to cultivate, then the numbers is drastically low as of now. So if you go and talk as a, for in a marketing, what is the quantity we are going to give? It will be realistically, if you see, around 10 kg, 20 kgs. That will be fine for this niche customers. But on day-to-day, if you're going on uh, to other places, uh, that will be really less. So once these things uh, come and the production starts place and the number of farmers increase their production, that will be the advantages for us as a society over there. So we have all uh, now all the 100 plus farmers are now like-minded what I'm, uh, what we are now. So that's how we are able to gather this group. But that we have broken. Uh, so that barrier, so now they're uh, keep calling not only me, the other farmers in the group also, they're able to interact now, friendly, happily about the cultivation, other things. So that is uh, what we have achieved in other things, uh, which is more important for a farmer. So unless he doesn't share his views or uh, things, nothing will happen. So once you see, uh, knowledge has to to be gained every time. It's not that I know that something and uh, I cannot stick with that. Yeah. Even I'm still learning. Uh, every day I'm learning. It's a process for me also. So it's a learning process. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of TBiz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.